And since no one can actually see uh, what you're playing, can you describe the instrument, the the properties of it? Sure. The um, hold the mic, wait. The instrument that I that I play most mostly is a piano accordion. So on the right hand side, there's a looks like it's exactly like a piano keyboard. The um, the lower notes are close to my chin. <laughs> as I go down, the notes actually get higher as I move, you know, just like you, as if it were a, a piano turned on its side. Right. And on the right-hand side, there are four different reeds. There's a piccolo reed. Oh, wait, no. There's a piccolo reed. Then there's the low reed. Like the bassoon reed. And then there are two reeds. There are actually two reeds in the middle, which if I've played just those two, it would be this. And then if you put all four together, but I actually have about, well, let's say one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve different combinations of those four reeds here, which all play different sounds. A lot like you would think of an organ that has different, different settings. Um, and do you, as a regular practice, use all twelve of those, or are there certain, there's certain settings you come back to? certain ones that I use more, more than others. Um, the, this violin reed is used a lot in Brazilian music. It's used a lot in shoro. And, uh, and then if I was playing something a little bit more, a little bit louder, or like some foho, some music from, from the Northeast, I might use this, um, this reed setting. And that's a that's a, a bit uh, thicker reed setting. And then I might use the the master setting, which I have a kind of a, a little. I don't have to describe this. It's a. It's, it? a, it's just kind of a large button that's it, almost a third of the size of the uh, the entire instrument yeah, along the bottom that, of the keyboard. And if you want to, if you want to switch to the master reed setting real quick, you just do it with your palm. Oh, okay. Real quick. And I'll use that, especially in in louder situations. You know. Where, okay. Where there's, depending on what what kind of live situation I'm in uh, that's useful. And, and we should point out that even when you're only playing the keyboard with your right hand, your left hand is not inactive because that's what's causing the air to move through it. Exactly. Right, to produce you have to move the bellows in and out. Uh, and then in the bass, I have also different some different reed settings. There are five different uh, bass reeds for each note. Some of the bass, I have a, it's kind of, to people looking at this, there's there's sort of just a sea of buttons. It's kind of hard to understand what's going on, but there's a there's a method to it, and it's not as you know it's not as crazy as it looks. Um, this row here is a, a horizontal row here that has a little marking. I can't see it, but I can feel it. And this is a C bass note, and then I've got going. Off to the left, I've got a C triad, a C minor oh, wow. chord, a C dominant chord with no fifth, and a diminished, 
a diminished triad. And then to the right, going down, there's one extra row, and that gives me the third. So I've got a C and an E. So I've got that row here. So if, let's say I just go back and forth between the C um, bass note and the C major triad. I have that. Then if I go down one row, this is everything in F. Okay. F major, F minor, F dominant. Same thing. B flat, E flat, A flat, D flat, G flat, B, E, A. So that's that's. Well, wait, wait. It's um. Where am I at here? C F B flat, E flat, A flat, B flat, G flat, A. So it's so the circle of fifths. It's a circle of fifths. From the bottom up. Right. So and then. Especially in, in Brazilian music, it's nice to have uh, So those little lines that come, they connect the chords, one chord to the next often that's a vocabulary uh, this is just a really small quick sample of course that of course I'm, that yeah. I'm giving here but that's a vocabulary that's found especially on the seven string guitar in brazilian music um i mean i i couldn't tell you right out off my head exactly where that comes from but it's part of sort of the european musical tradition of having a, these sort of counter melodies working in the bass and the way in which the the rhythm is put together where those lines come in and where they go definitely fits in with mashishi shoro samba and that's a that's a vocabulary that i studied with a seven string guitar player in brazil and i basically took he he found it very interesting i took his seven string lines and practice them practice them on the the accompaniment base of the of the accordion and that was very helpful to me and one last uh, kind of mechanical question mm -hmm. uh, you obviously can articulate notes by pressing the buttons and the keys but to cause accents or changes in volume is that through the manipulation of the bellows it's through the manipulation of the bellows which and it really means that there you can't it's it's hard to make the bass naturally softer than the than the right hand okay. to make the accompaniment softer so you have to kind of do some tricks to do that one way to do that is live i have a separate volume for my right hand and my left hand so okay. i usually use the, leave the left hand a little bit lower than the than the right hand in a, in a live performance situation but one one way to do that is like if I were to play. Is to use a, a lighter reed setting in the left. Or. With the left hand to kind of tread very lightly on the on, on the buttons and put accents only really where you where you want them through the length of the the length of the note as opposed to the, the volume and that's part of the technique and part of the technique for Brazilian music as well that's really important is the use of the of the bellows
So you really have three different things going on at the same time. Right. You've got your right hand playing a piano keyboard. And the tech, that technique is different from playing piano. Uh, it feels different. You can't look. You don't use weight in the same way. It's not as much of a percussion instrument. The left hand you can't see at all, so you have to memorize the pattern of, uh, of the buttons until it becomes natural. And then the bellows is important. And you know when you're learning how to play accordion, it, usually they'll tell you, you know, practice. Two measures out, two measures in, two measures out, two me or one measure out, one measure in. Right. Okay. Um, but in Brazilian music, the bellows is used often in a more sophisticated way. It's used to accent certain things. So, like, if we play this pattern. So there are accents there that I could, I could do the same thing without the bellows. Doubling the notes with my with my fingers, sort of tapping twice. Right. Um, and it doesn't have the same it doesn't have the same effect or sure. the same swing. Uh, maybe we, we can re record some of this sure. stuff when we're done. <laughs> sure, I'm, sure. I'm still getting warmed no up. No up. But then, and then there's um, this is called a, this is really a bellows shake or a hesfolego, which is like. That's a constant in and out of the bellows, um, with some with accents, and that's used as well. That's Man, there was a lot going on at one time. <laughs> yeah, it's like it drives you a little crazy. Yeah, the <laughs> instrument drives, this instrument makes you a little bit. It seems little like bit it crazy. Would. <laughs> yeah. Now this, uh, can you tell us what it's? Uh, I, I don't, it's this instrument is very fascinating to me, and, I, and you're the first time I've ever had a chance to actually sit down with someone who plays it. What, what is it made out of primarily? It's made out of wood and metal. Okay. Um, there are reed blocks inside. It, look, it actually looks like a big harmonica. Okay. And there are holes, and you could blow into it and, you know, make a sound. Um, and all of the reeds are, are in little metal, um, kind of little metal bars. Okay. That have a, a reed in it that can vibrate freely. Um, and, and the reed itself is also metal, right? Yeah, the reed right. itself is metal. And they're placed on blocks in a pattern inside the instrument on both sides of the bellows. And the bellows is made of some kind of sort of a cloth material. Okay. Um, and this apparently is like a, uh, very flammable. <laughs> That's what, the, <laughs> what Alex music told me <laughs> do you ever see a, do you ever see an, he asked me if I ever saw an accordion like get lit on fire 
<laughs> and, he, and he's responsible for for fixing my instrument. And, nice. Yeah. So, um, but apparently there's it's like a, whatever film is it's kind of like a celluloid type okay. covering on the on the wood. Um, I'm not even sure what the keys are made of. Some kind of plastic uh, of some sort, but it's mostly wood and metal. And you mentioned a button accordion before. Would that have the same kind of button pad that's on the left hand, also on the right hand? No. What it? Well, it depends. Okay. But the button accordion, for example, I was saying that was used in Irish music. Right. It has only. It has maybe about twenty-three buttons on the right-hand side. Okay. And they're larger buttons, and there's two rows of them. And it's it's a diatonic instrument. This instrument is chromatic. It's a piano, like plays right. just play like a piano key. keyboard. Right. Yep. Play in any key. A an Irish button accordion, for example, has two diatonic rows. So each row plays in only one key, and each button plays a different note, opening, and and closing. Okay. Uh, not unlike, almost exactly like a harmonica. If you blow into it or suck blow out. It or suck right, out. Yeah. Exactly. And on an Irish style accordion, most instruments have two rows C and B. They also have C, C sharp, and there's C sharp D as well. Point being that with two diatonic rows a half step apart, you have you then have a chromatic scale. Right. Um, so an Irish musician generally can play in any key, but they usually play single single lines, mostly single lines. A, a Brazilian button accordion is organized in a very similar fashion, BC. Um, so it's mostly for playing melody or playing some accompaniment lines. It's not really used for playing chordal accompaniment okay. as much. The bass of those instruments is very limited. It's uh, in, Braz in Brazil and in Ireland, it has eight bases. It's called an oito baixos in Brazil because of that. Right. Um, and it's very limited, but people do use it. There are certain, certain bass notes and certain chords that are available. Um, it's not an instrument that I understand that well. I play some. I have, I have one and I've practiced. I have some repertoire, but it's not my specialty. Sure. Um, other types of button accordions, you know, we talked about like Tejano music. The three row, there are three rows on the right right hand side. They're tuned in fourths. Okay. So you have GCF, ADG, and usually those those musicians will bring more than one instrument on a gig, or they'll have an instrument that has a converter somehow okay. where it converts into other reeds. Right. But they'll usually bring maybe a singer that sings in two different keys a lot of the time or the instrumental music is all played on one instrument and the vocal and music is played on on another on another instrument gotcha there's all types of, of accordions there's a type of, of button accordion called a chromatic button accordion that does play the same note opening and closing it's used in Europe a lot in France and Scandinavia and Russia in, in Russia it's called a bayon and it's I don't know how many buttons there are it depends on how big <laughs> How right. big it is, um, and it's it's almost sort of a mirror image. The two hands are kind of a mirror image of each other. Bandoneon is an, is another another uh, creature completely. Um, so that's yeah. It's yeah. A, it's an instrument that has a lot of different 
it's not standardized into one thing. It's standardized usually within a certain culture for, for the most part. Sure. 